0: What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Joe Kilgallen podcast, aka Kilgallen's Pub. Thank you to all the listeners, especially my Patreon subscribers. You guys are the shit. Um, had, I had a fun one. A new Patreon episode was up last week, in which I gave you top five hottest animated moms. Was Marge Simpson on the list? You bet your dick she was. Was it because I'm curious if the hair matches the pubes? You, yes, also. All right, this little sneak peek. So check out patreon.com slash Joe Kilgallen. All right. My voice is a little shot. As always, when I'm about to go on a trip, you get a little sick. I don't know why the fucking universe needs to do that to me. I've had a bad year enough as it is. Going to New York City. Tomorrow, you'll be hearing this Wednesday morning, maybe. Maybe you'll be here to Thursday. Maybe I fucked up. I don't know. Thursday, St. Patrick's Day. Looking forward to that. Uh, typically, I do a St. Patrick's Day themed episode. This year, I decided to get out of Dodge. Go to New York City for St. Paddy's Day. See how the New Yorkers do it up. I'm very excited. I'm going to see some old friends. I'm going to party it up. See how the Guinness is and the Big Apple. I'm, I'm excited because I had a great St. Patrick's Day weekend over here. Went to some of the bars around that I love. Galway Bay Pub, shout out. Vaughn's Pub on Northwest Highway. Uh, coaches on Northwest Highway. It was a good time. It's a good time in the Chicago area. They had the Northwest Side St. Patrick's Day Parade on Sunday. So it was all about that. But I don't know if I've got allergies or whatever. I'm all stuffed up. It's not, the, it's not the COVID, so just relax. I'm feeling better. I'm already on the mend. I'll be okay. I'll be at Community You Know, New York, Wednesday night, March 16th, and Saturday night. That's the big one. Saturday night, March 19th, Community You in Brooklyn at the Gutter Bar. Again, Communes. You New York. Community You NYC, I think is the website. Is it C-Y-S-K-N-Y-C.com? One of those. Just look that up. Come on out if you are in the New York area. Even if you're not in the area, get your ass on a fucking plane. Let's do this, right? All right. I'm in a mood right now, not because not just because I don't feel well. Excuse me. I thought I had a good burp coming and it was a kind of a bitch burp. Not, not gonna lie, that one was disappointing. Everyone involved. I had to hold back because I thought, oh, I might I might vomit. I thought puke was gonna come up with it. Not that I shouldn't vomit. I don't my stomach feels fine, but it's just one of those things. God, the stuffiness is bad. This is bad audio. All right, here's why I'm in a little bit of a, a bad mood. Uh, it's a sports-related. The New York Yankees have signed Anthony Rizzo to a two-year deal for $32 million. I'm very happy for Anthony Rizzo. That's $16 million per year for two seasons. He's going to be playing in that nice, short right-field porch in Yankee Stadium, hitting bombs. It's going to be great for him. I think he's going to have a monster year playing all 162 in New York. Now, I'm a big fan of this person as a human being. I did a couple of his charity events. Met him a few times. Great, great dude. You couldn't choose a better person to represent your team on the field and off the field than Anthony Rizzo should have a statue of himself at Wrigley Field. Now I'm upset because I don't like how a lot of fans are just like, well, good riddance then. I'm like, well, these hoes ain't loyal. I'm telling you guys, I don't understand how you can be a fan like that. It's the players that provide the memories. It's the players that give you the thrilling, awesome moments. You understand that, right? And I know a lot of people are like, well, the team, the team will always be there. Players come and go. Sure. I get that, but again, appreciate them while they're here because they're the ones that provide it. I I don't understand. I don't understand how people can be like that. You worship this guy. You love this guy. You wore his shirt. You went nuts for him. He's with another team and they're saying like, oh, they he should have taken the money from us instead. I don't know. Here's what I do know. From all the reports, and if you aren't a sports fan, this might be boring, but I'll try to break it down for your perspective. Imagine your job, the job you currently work. You're set for the 2021 fiscal year to make $16 million. Damn, that's awesome, right? Pretend like in your world, it's not that. It's great, but it's not like, holy shit, great. Your current boss, because you're making $16 million in 2021, says, hey, for the next five years, starting in 2022, for those five years beyond, we're going to give you five years $70 million. You're thinking, well, that's $14 million per year. So that's that's $2 million less than I'm making now so it's a pay cut going forward i I don't know if i like that and then fans go well what the fuck is like you know what i mean that's what bothers me as players get older do their skills decline a little bit sure sure they do i'm not i'm not gonna say they don't i'm not wiping boogers on my sleeve that's gonna be great for youtube anyway they do They, 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 they decline of course every athlete does with the exception of a few um Baseball's a different sport. It's very mental, too. So that that that's not like basketball and football. Football beats on you. Basketball, actually, with a guy like LeBron James, who admits that he spends over a million dollars on his body a year to keep it tip-top, supplements, probably HGH, all that kind of shit. It's, it's just a different thing. So I don't want to compare him across sports. But I can understand a player saying no to that deal the year before. Then he goes on to have not that great a season, probably because he had this mental thing going on where he was like, I can't believe this team. That I won a World Series with. They hadn't won a World Series in 108 years. This team that I've done everything for signed a team-friendly deal previously because I believed in so much of what they're doing. I wanted to have more money available for other free agents so we could finally win one here. This city that I've given everything to over a couple mil, two more mil a year. If they would have came back the Cubs and said, "Here's five year, five years, sixteen million per," I bet he signs on the deadline. They stopped at 70, which again, it was under. I know everyone's saying now, well, he should have taken the deal because it's only two years, 32 at the Yankees. 570 is more than 232. True, true it is. But again, the mental thing of saying, I'm paying playing for the same money I got last year. I'm not taking less annually. I'm taking less years, but then I could sign another contract going forward and all that kind of stuff. So who knows? Maybe he will. Maybe he goes off these next two years, which I could see happening. Yankee Stadium is very friendly to left-handed hitters. And and then he he parlays in even more money. I'm just saying, like, I don't know if I I like the world of sports where there's no loyalty anymore. Fuck that. I believe in team loyalty, of course, but also the players are the team. The players make up the team. You know, I want to, I want to be able to watch team sports where a guy sticks around for a little bit. You know what I mean? Growing up, that felt like the case. I know that was the case for my dad's generation. Players would be on a team for 10, 12, 15 years. And also, you'd reward them for past performance. Hey, you were a great player for us over these last six, seven years. You brought a lot of fans to the seats. You put up some big years. Yeah, you're probably going to decline a little bit, but we're going to be happy to pay you. We're never going to regret paying a guy who had done such a great job for this organization. Now you've got fans going, oh, you don't pay for past performance. That's just bad business. Well, you know, what's, that, that's bad business to me as a fan. What, I got to get used to new players every four or five fucking years? Screw that shit. I want no part of that. Like these hoes ain't loyal. Like I said before, I want some loyalty. I'm not saying everyone who did every little fucking thing for you. Oh, this guy filled up the sunflower He's better than the other player. You better give him an eight year deal. I'm not saying that shit, obviously. But when you're a team like the Chicago Cubs and you finally do the thing that most human beings thought would never happen. Did you guys forget that? See, the problem is the people who are most vocal about this shit, like, ah, oh, well, so what? Get rid of a move on. They've got, they're fucking too. And I'm a big numbers guy too. And I love all the advanced saber metrics. I love advanced stats. I do. But you guys love them like robots. I love them because they give me more information. That's why I love all the advanced stats, all the new numbers, all the analytics. I love it because it gives me more information. And as a fan, why would I want all the information? But there are people out there who they love them like robots do. And you detach yourself from the people. I really believe that. That's why like I see so many of these fans, too, all the time. I've seen them root for other teams, root for our fucking rivals. Well, if the Cubs can't win it, I'm okay with this team winning it. Growing up, there there weren't people who were Cubs and White Sox fans. That wasn't a thing. And those same people, I'm not surprised that they're like, well, get rid of them as soon as they're not awesome anymore. Fuck what they did for you before. Fuck all the memories they gave you, all that shit. I'm not even heartbroken. I'm more disappointed in the response. Marcus Stroman, great signing. And he's been singing Cubs fans' praises lately. But I, I would stay off Twitter tonight if I were you, Strowman. I don't know why I'm saying this if I'm live. I'm not fucking live right now. Um. Anyway, it's just a bother to bother me. It's just a bother. Scott Hall died earlier. Razor Ramon. Hey, yo. Like, come on. Like, I don't know. I don't want to get into death stuff anymore. Remember I told you guys after that episode a few weeks back that I wanted to stay away from that because it was just too much to start the year. Um. But he was great. I was... Huge fan of that dude. I've actually walked as a comedian when my name's been called. I've done the Scott Hall walk to the ring. Where he kind of like lowers his hands a little bit on the side. I've done that. Because that dude oozed cool. He was just a cool son of a bitch. There are some people who just got it. And Scott Hall, he got it. So RIP to Scott Hall, you wrestling fans out there. Back in my day when I was a backyard wrestler, I'm lucky I didn't break my neck having a friend do the Outsider's Edge to me. Or the Razor's Edge. It was called the Outsider's Edge when he moved on to WCW. Him and Kevin Nash were a tag team. They call themselves the Outsiders. And they did the two sweet, all that stuff, too. They were they were so huge on the culture of the mid-90s. For any any wrestling fans in the 90s, that guy had an impact on you. I mean, seriously, culture. Suck it. They started suck it. It was only in WWF that DX or WWE. Degeneration generation X actually so we got two words for you, suck it. But that actual motion, they were doing that long before. They just didn't think they could get away with actually saying suck it. And then the WWE Attitude Era was like, dude, we're, we're showing tits. We might as well let people yell the word suck it. Who cares at this point? So, uh, yeah, that's that's all that's going on. I wanted to do this podcast. I've got to take a – this is Tuesday night and I'm recording this. And I've got a flight tomorrow to New York City. Looking forward to it. I'll be a little sad to miss Chicago though, but – you know, as, as as I'm getting older, I'm starting to think you, you got to go for some experiences here or there. I know how great St. Patrick's Day is in Chicago, but, you know, I'm getting older. Some more of my friends are working. It's hard. I got to scrape up a crew. When you visit a place, people feel obligated. That's the key, everybody. Think about that. Think about when you visit a friend. They feel obligated to kind of drop what they're doing. And I got a lot of friends in New York because I'm cool. And they're going to be like, oh, well, Joe's only in town for a few days. Well, let's, we got to go out. It's a Thursday. Fuck it, we'll be hungover at work on Friday. But here, they're kind of like, "Well, we went out last weekend. Uh, or maybe I'll go out later tonight." It's just and then before you know it, you're texting a bunch of people because you're down to like two or three people, and it wasn't what you envisioned. And yeah, so it's one of those things where I just really hope I got to keep it going. I got to keep uh, my St. Patty's Day traditions going. It's simple: you wear green and you drink all day. Can't beat it. But now that I'm getting older, I got I want to start like alarms to hydrate. Every hour and a half, I'm going to have my phone vibrate and it's just going to say, water, drink some fucking water. Because that thing, that water is a game changer. If you, if you, any of you serious drinkers out there, you got to know, have some water in between. It helps reset things too, because it keeps your uh, tolerance level. If you just go straight booze and you forget to hydrate after about four, four, especially if you start day drinking, you get four to five hours in you. You start saying a lot of shit you don't mean. But no, I mentioned if I could just bring this up again with the sports thing. I mentioned I tweeted, and I'm a little angry. So I, I always tweet like a jer- jerk off on Twitter when I'm angry. Uh I know people I, I really were I worried that I've lost so many opportunities in my life <laughs> at different points by just rage going on a rage rampage of just talking about how mad I am about things. And then people are like, man, he's not really a happy guy. It's like, no, I was just in a bad mood that particular night. Oh, I gotta change the laundry. So listen, I tweeted. As I've gotten older, I've realized that casual fans really are the best fans, meaning casual people are that they follow a thing, but it doesn't control them. They don't mind so much. They they check it out here or there. That's that's the key. Know enough to talk about it a little bit. Now, there's a few things in my life that I've kind of become casual with. The NFL, since I stopped playing fantasy football, I feel like I'm a casual NFL fan. I watch the Bears every Sunday. That's it, though. I mean, if there's other games out in the background, fine. But I'm not like studying them. I'm not reading stats. I'm not like, oh, I don't know who the Bears should get. I don't, I know they need an offensive line. but I don't know if it says tomorrow, oh, the Bears side offensive guard uh, who played with the Steelers last year, uh, Mike Johnson. I'm, I'm not going to be excited. I don't know who the fuck he is. I have to look that up. I think that's a way to be. You know, I mean, when you're younger, you're like, ah, fuck it. It's sports. If you're a big sports fan, you just, it's, it's a night out. Let's go out and watch the game. Let's go to this game. Let's—I don't know. I'm just starting to think to myself that like it's not the most productive use of time anymore. I know a lot of people like my takes, and I know I get you know every 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 now and then I get people on Twitter being like, "Hey, we're we gonna are we gonna do a Cubs podcast again. We're we gonna see you do your Cubs reviews." I, I got a lot of people asking me that lately, and um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't. I just—I'm too into it. I'm into the. I'm so into it. Then when people aren't as into it as me, I just, I just, I don't know. I just don't think it's healthy. I want to be like, fuck all this. You know, why why are we doing this to ourselves? The Cubs right now have like the 19th highest payroll, but the highest ticket prices. It's fucking garbage. Yeah. And it's made, I don't know. It's made it So that's why I like, see my, my friends who are wrestling fans and my comic book friend fans or friends. Friends who are fans of comic books, what I meant to say, my one buddy Rudy Ascot, shout out to the rude dude. I got him into hockey in like 2011, 2012, just after the Hawks won the cup. I was already into it, but he really wasn't. We started playing at NHL and then he got into it and started following it even more intensely than I did. And I remember when they got eliminated in 2011, I think the Blackhawks lost to the Vancouver Canucks. He said to me, he goes, you know what, Joe? Do you know why I love comic books so much? Because he was into it. He'd be like, oh, it's new comic book day. He'd go to the comic book store. In his 30s you know and <laughs> and uh i would say well why he goes because in the comic books the good guy always wins and i'm like yeah it's true in sports your team often will break your heart it does it often breaks your heart and obviously you know my kids i'm getting them into sports and stuff like that but maybe i don't have to save myself a lot of time i've got friends whose kids are in sports you know what their weekends are driving everywhere Oh, they got a tournament out here. They got because the, they cause they ruined you sports. They monetized it. These people realized parents will do anything for their kids. So we have to make it so that their kids have to go to showcases and tournaments and travel all over. It's not you don't play in your little house league. And then if you dominate that, you can try for the high school team. be good on the high school team college scholarship potentially now it's beyond that to even be considered for the high school team you got to play in 12 different leagues on your weekends in grade school and then you want to be seen by all these different people that's how you go to these college showcases because they take the money they're ripping off the parents with to bribe some of these scouts to come on out that's what it is it's a fucking sham they ruined it everything's been ruined lately you know what i've really been having thoughts look every second of my life i wish my dad was still alive every now and then when i see some bullshit i go you know what Glad my dad's not allowed to see this garbage. Like, you know, whenever you see so, something like, oh, they're tearing this down and putting that there, or they're, you know, World War Three is probably going to happen, or, um, you know, the, 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 the Cubs are being cheap again, all this kind of shit. Like today, parking atrocious in this one area. Getting to the point where it's like, what the fuck? Why would anyone, you know, I thought to myself, glad my dad's not allowed to see this garbage right now. I just, obviously that was an insignificant one, but. Just all the stuff that I know would annoy the fuck out of him. I'm like, she's it really is getting worse too. I know I try to spin positive, but I really feel like fuck man. You know what's gonna happen? Like, everything what the sweet time to be alive was? I think my dad lived it. You know, obviously I wish he was still here, but like that 50s, being born in the 50s to now, because he dodged two wars World War II and World War Three. Dodge them didn't have to be alive for either of that of those things got to see the dawn of amazing music through the 60s and 70s and beyond you know television cable television streaming movies getting better entertainment boom of all this kind of stuff the internet although he was an internet guy but like you know cars getting better um just yeah a lot of stuff food probably getting better and And now, what is it these last handful of years been? I try. God, I try to be optimistic and positive, but I just get in certain moods where, you know, what's that line in the Dark Knight that uh, Alfred says to Batman? He's like, well, some men just want to watch the world burn. That's why This is my Joker origin story. This is how I become the Joker. Just fuck, man. I don't know. I do it to myself, though. I respond to these people on Twitter. I go at it with them. We're all just fans at the end of the day. But I'm bummed. Because I just don't like disloyalty. I fucking despise it. They should all say, ah, oh, it's a bummer. It's a bummer we couldn't. He's not still with us. Instead of saying, should have fucking took the money we gave him. Guess you didn't want to be here. Have fun in fucking New York. Like, I just don't get that. How quickly you turn. And it's just, yeah. It's like, I want to be part of that. I want, I want, I want to sit with you guys. That's what I want to sit with. I don't want to fucking sit with those people. Screw that shit. How do I end this on a positive note? Well, I'm looking forward to New York. The weather should be very nice. I'm going to go top myself up on a bunch of medication, a bunch of pills so I feel better. Not not mood pills, I mean like pills to help my cold Oh, is my mic back? Sorry, lost the microphone. I was saying <laughs> maybe things will get better. Maybe cooler heads will prevail. We won't get into World War III. Maybe corporations and greedy fucks won't ruin everything. Man, that's just a bummer. I don't think I'm more mad about the fan reaction than the fact that uh, one of my favorite players is playing somewhere else. I think I've accepted that. I just don't think I want to accept a world in which people are just so quick to dismiss you. You know, that's human life is precious, guys. Uh, Yeah, I'm not not saying they're dismissing him like they want you to die. I guess I got dramatic there, but it's just like, I don't know. Sadness to me to just kind of be like, all right, good riddance. Like, I don't, I, I can't imagine unless you're a rapist or a murderer, I can't imagine myself ever saying good riddance to somebody, especially someone who's done so much. The guy built like half a children's hospital in this fucking city. All right, that's it for me. I gave you 20 minutes. I thought I was only going to do about 15 minutes of ranting. I love you guys. You're the best. Uh, I don't think I'll be able to get to the bonus episode. Uh, Newest Patreon member, Chad McDaniel, who I appreciate, suggested top five TV dads I'd want to drink with, and I will be doing that, but I can't bring all my equipment to New York with me, so I won't be able to record there. But first thing, when I get back, that will be the Patreon bonus episode, a little teaser for everybody. All right. You guys take care of yourselves. Have a happy St. Patrick's Day to you and yours. Remember, we are not here for a good time. I'm sorry. Fuck that up. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Remember, we're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time.